Hey everybody, Jim Malone here. It is the first day of April, and it's uh, Thursday. I was wrong yesterday. I said it was Thursday. It was actually Wednesday. So boy, I'm telling you, I, I'm uh, I'm getting in the swing of it. Um, well, it uh, you know the 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 interesting thing. It looks like the uh, queues are, are up today, which is great. And one great thing is that the oil prices have started to to firm up, and they're very strong right now. Uh, several stocks I'm going to go over today, um, you might want to take a look at. One is called FANG. It's a Diamondback Energy. Uh, also, CPE. This is Calum Petroleum. I started buying this yesterday. I did go to two full positions uh, in the small portfolio today. On that, it's, it's, it's uh, acting really nice. Of course, I sent out a trade alert on... Um, Micron, it's uh, it's moved up very nicely, and then I also was buying Corvo today. It did have a breakout QRVO, uh, so that's looking good. Now, here's the thing: it's kind of the tale of two cities, and I think you got to be really careful in this particular market. And the reason I do think that is because um, it's sort of you know, in in terms of the techs, the semis are doing very very well. Stocks like uh, MU, stocks like uh, Corvo, um, the chips are doing well. The rest of the market is not doing well. For instance, uh, Tesla just pulled back once again. It was making an attempt and it pulled back. So uh, it's really the tale of two cities. So where I'm concentrating my buys right now is in some of the resource stocks like the oils and also some of the chip areas. Um, so that's kind of where I'm, at, at least for right now. Um, I also did close a, um, I did close a, a a, uh, a spread that I had on Zoom, so I just wanted to, to uh, you know, uh, talk about a little bit about that. Uh, it it, you know, it, uh, it seems like it's moving back up. It was a bear spread, so I kind of moved against it. But everything else uh, is looking good. We're getting. It looks like we may be close to a turn in the market. Uh, the market is in a confirmed uptrend, uh, which is a great thing, and um, it looks as if uh, we may be, uh, you know, hopefully we can get in on some of that, uh, some, some of that good stuff. But we've got to be careful because many of the leaders of the last time, you know, uh, you know, some of the leaders of, of the time before are not doing quite as well. So um, that's why I'm kind of emphasizing some of the resource-dependent stocks such as, uh, such as the oil. So just wanted to be upfront about that. Just kind of wanted to give you an idea of sort of how the market is trading right now. Oh, well, <laughs> we have a little bit of an issue with, uh, there we go. Okay, we had a little bit of a glitch there. Um, the market is in a confirmed uptrend, and uh, and as you can see with the NASDAQ, it is just pulled above that that uh, f that 50-day line. Now, that's this red line here. The reason I'm so interested in that line is because that typically is the all-clear sign. So if we can, you know, starting on next week, of course, we're going to be closed tomorrow. I'm not going to be on tomorrow because of the uh, Good Friday holiday, and the markets will be closed. Uh, so I won't I won't be on tomorrow, but uh, I'll be back on Monday. Um, if it pull if it, if you're able to hold this over the holiday, which I think we very well maybe we may be back hopefully in a in an uptrend. But right now we have to be still we have to be a little bit careful because we've had some you know issues with uh, you know with the strength of the market. Just to be honest, um, just kind of want to show you uh, some of the indexes that uh, we're looking at right now. Just kind of how they've changed, uh, and that is, um, you know, here we go. Uh, you know, the Dow Jones is up, and it's up strongly, 0.557, so that's, that's strong. So finally, we're starting to see the indexes move in sympathy with each other. You know, for the last about two weeks, the NASDAQ had not been, had been moving down and sideways, and then the, the Dow and the S&P had been moving up. But now it looks like we have some synchron, we, 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 it looks like we're probably synchronized more on that, the S&P is up, uh, again, almost a percent. Uh, the NASDAQ is the big story today. It's up 1.5%. So it seems like we're back into sync. Now, the Russell 2000, that's a very interesting one. Uh, that is uh, the 2000, that's, the, the, that's a lot of smaller cap stocks. It's up today, too. And the IBD 50, this is the top growth stocks, the 50 top growth stocks. That's up today. So looking overall, like, hopefully, we're going to be moving, uh, you know, we're, we're going to be moving up. So, you know, now it's time to sort of dust off. You know, we were sort of all in cash. I was mostly in cash. And so basically uh, now it's time to start looking 
to find the ones that are that are and that have the best spaces, and and, and we're we're going to trade off the best spaces because that's generally shaping when we have hopefully we've have we're going to start to see another rally in the market, and um, you know we wanted to keep our powder dry because we want to buy in the pro proper buy points. Um, here's a here's a chart of the Nasdaq that I took just a second ago, and that basically is showing that we have pulled above that critical 50-day line. So very very good. Um, the volume, uh, uh, you know, we're still we're still below the uh, the the S&P 500, but uh, you know this 13400 level is very important because that's where the um, you know that's 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 where we I think there's some support. Also, if you'll notice on this blue line here, this is the relative strength line. It is pointed up, so that's looking strong. There's only one area that uh, is a problem, and that's volume. But hopefully the volume will follow. So hopefully we've tested the 50-day and we're we're back in a continued uptrend. So I just wanted to show you that uh, that index, very important index. Um, and the Qs, and this is of course just the Nasdaq 100. So there's the Nasdaq, and then there's the QQQ, which is the top 100 stocks. That's doing very well too. Now, the stocks that dominate in the QQQ, of course, are the FANG stocks, the, the Microsofts, the Apples of the world. Apple has still been a little bit weak. It looks like Microsoft is a little stronger than it's been. So, that's, so, so that, indeed, is a good thing. Um, volume is down a little bit, but remember, we're the day before a major holiday, which is, uh, you know, which is the Good Friday holiday, which is tomorrow. So none of the markets will be up. And so I suspect a little bit lower volume. But one thing kind of good on this QQQ is that we're finally starting to see the trend line uh, hopefully break out of this sort of flat pattern here and move up. That's important because when we start to see that, we start to see uh, the Qs move, uh, move higher against the S&P. And that's definitely what we need, at least in the short term. Uh, so that we can get back in with some of those great growth names that we've been out of. Just kind of want to show you the, my uh, small portfolio. This is uh, was taken. This slide was taken a few minutes ago, and basically what it is is uh, uh, these are the stocks that I'm currently in in the small portfolio. This is not all the stocks I'm in, but this is the, for the small portfolio is what I'm in. I'm in Lowe's. I'm up on that. Uh, Ford down a little bit, but I do think that you know we're we're we're, we're still. Right about a key level. Now I don't know if this one will pop. I don't know. I'm getting a little bit frustrated with it, but I've only been in it for six days, so I can't complain that much. Denbury Resources. This was the first of the. This was the first of the uh, the, e the U.S. drillers that I bought, and I bought it. It was the, it was the top one. I, I uh, and, and that's done. That's done well. It's up eight percent in six days, which is very good. Uh, also, Grayscale Bitcoin Trust. This is of course. Uh, Bitcoin, this is the proxy, my proxy for Bitcoin, it's up very nicely too, 3% in three days, so that's very nice. Cleveland Cliffs, which is a, uh, which is a, basically a steel company, is down. I don't know about this one. I can't seem to get the mojo on this one. It's, a, it's in a good sector, but eh, not so much. Um, this is the one I did double down on this one, Callum Petroleum. Uh, we're currently up about 4% on the overall, but we have a double position in this one. And then, of course, Micron, it's down. Uh, but uh, I, I am confident that with the chip shortage, this one should do pretty well. So that's kind of my that, that's kind of my take on the stocks that I'm in currently. I want to show you another opportunity uh, on a stock which I do think is is going to show some strength. Again, it's in the oil sector. Um, you know, so I, you know a lot of oil sector stocks are, are very dependent, of course, on the price of West Texas Intermediate. Which is the uh, the commodity price, but the commodity prices for oil have been moving higher since the low. I mean, the low, you know, last year we had this this incredible low when basically they were paying it, paying people to take it off their hands. That's not the case anymore. We're above about sixty on on the West Texas Intermediate, and about sixty five dollars a barrel um, uh, on the West Texas Intermediate. The many of these companies start to make a lot of money, and right now this one is in a pretty good area. This is. Uh, this is basically Diamondback Energy. Symbol is Fang, F-A-N-G. I think I, I think in the small port. I think in the in the Discord room I might have misspelled it. F-A-A-N-G. Uh, so this is the correct this is the correct symbol. F-A-N-G. This one is poised. Um, it's uh, it's four out of one ninety seven in the group. That's why I'm so excited about this group. Very strong composite rating, eighty eight out of ninety nine. The relative um, strength line is moving up. 
and so that's quite good. And it's also above the 21-day line. Now, the first and the second place in this category, number one is Denbury DEN. Unfortunately, it's moved a little bit. It's a little extended right now. Uh, Callum Petroleum CPE is number two in this. And then this next one, I think, is FANG. So this is sort of on deck, as it were. And it might be a good, uh, it might, this might be a good opportunity here. Also, I want to kind of show you uh, what I've been buying. And, uh, you know, I, as, I, as I say, uh, in this group, and this is, this, is, this is providing some opportunity right now, I'm in Denbury, which is DEN. That's number one in the group. And remember, this is number four overall. This group uh, is number four overall. So DEN and then CPE, and I just bought another full position in this one. I'm, I, this one seems to be doing quite well right now. CPE, Callum Petroleum. Uh, it's a 99 composite rating. 99, uh, 99 is the best. 98 is really, really good. Uh, very, very far above its 50-day uh, line. So that means it's doing far better than the market is in general. A um, little bit of a low volume, but a nice, uh, nice $2.43 uh, move today, about 6%. So that's looking pretty good as well. So that's kind of where I'm seeing it. Now, how long will it last in, in, in the oils? I don't know. I, who knows? It's so tough to, to judge the oils, but I do think that as the economy reopens, you know, people are going to have to drive somewhere, and gasoline, unfortunately, is going to be probably cl pretty close to $3 a gallon by the end of the summer. Um, right now, of course, you know, it's about uh, 250 260 here in Dallas. Of course, it's higher in places like San Francisco, but um, I do believe that uh, come the summer, it's going to probably move up. So that is, uh, that, that is uh, you know, something to look at. And these U.S. drillers are very good because, of course, they're, they're quite profitable above about $60 a barrel. We're right there. So there's a lot of anticipation that they're going to that they're going to do well. Just wanted to show you the, all the everything that I'm currently in now. Uh, Lowe's, of course, floor. This is a this is down a little bit. Uh, this is a large construction company um, it, based here actually here in Irving, Texas. Believe it or not, it used to be in California, but they did move. Uh, this is the biggest construction company in the world. Floor. This is probably do very well with the infrastructure spending emphasis that probably we're going to have going forward. Of course, uh, my old friend GBDC. This is a Grayscale Bitcoin Trust. They hold about um, 4% of the world's, uh, world's Bitcoin. Now, I've been in for only for about a week. Um, you know, it's kind of just bouncing around there. I bought it right at the buy point, the 12, 14 buy point. We're only four cents above that. So I don't know what's gonna, what I'm going to do here. I do like what's happening with the company. The Maki is starting to do very, very well. And going forward, when the market reopens, uh, companies like Tesla and General Motors have run all the way through all of their renewable energy credits. They don't have any more. So any, 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 um, uh, in, any credits, they're not, you're not going to be able to use with those cars. But Ford huh, has all those renewable energy credits. So that's going to make the Mach-E and some of the other things that Ford is coming out with very competitive in the market. Cleveland Cliffs, of course, this is the steel company. You know, again, this one, it's up in volume, and it's just kind of just bouncing around. I may, I may have to throw this one to the curb pretty soon. It just isn't acting right. Um, you know, you never know. Uh, and then Callum Petroleum, uh, again, uh, as well. And I didn't put Denbury Research on this. This is the one that I'm missing on this, but I'm also in that as well. So Callum Petroleum has done quite well. Uh, low volume, though, kind of something to watch out for. Micron, as I said, I sent out the action trade alert on that one, and that's up strongly. It had some very good numbers, uh, and I do believe that cyclically this one this one may be very good because, because uh, memory is a key component in almost everything that's built today. I mean, right now, uh, many of the automobile manufacturers like Ford cannot produce enough of their F-150s because of this chip shortage. So uh, this uh, Micron technology probably will benefit. There's also a 5G play that I think is just fantastic. It's up 5% today. I did buy it. It's uh, you know up about $10 Corvo. I've, I've been working with this one since it was below $100. I, you know, I, I probably should have stayed in it. This has just been terrific. This could be potentially, and I don't know if this is true. You know, I mean, it's all speculation, but I do think that Corvo could be, you know, um, maybe, maybe, not, maybe not the next NVIDIA, but definitely in that kind of camp because I do think 5G is going to be a very big thing, and Corvo is very strong in 5G. So 
you know, that's uh, just kind of the, the, the long and the short of it. Um, okay, so let's get back to some of the questions here. And thanks for holding on, everybody. Uh, so appreciate it. And uh, let's see, I'll bring up the, gonna bring up, um, I'll bring up the screen. Uh, finally, I'm getting things working. I had to, you know, my uh, my whole system here kind of froze up and so it's it's looking good right now. So hopefully, <laughs> hopefully we'll, hopefully it'll stay like that uh, and we'll be able to, you know, it'll, this'll be, this'll be easier than, than it's been in the last few episodes with my, with, with, with my, um, uh, with everything working. So uh, there we go. All right. So I'm going to flip over to the charts. Great. And thanks. Okay. So let's take a look at Tesla and Apple. Very good, two, two good ones to take, a, to take a look at initially. Uh, let's look at Tesla first, uh, because with Tesla, we've had a, you know, again, we're still in a, we're still in a, in a downward motion with Tesla. As you can see, we're, we're moving, we're still, we're still below that very critical 50-day line. I don't really want to be in it until it shows some strength, but it looks like it may be firming up and forming a base. That would be a great thing. Yeah, okay. See, here's the problem, and as you can see, I don't know if you could see this, but this is my trend line, and, and, I'm, and, I, and, I, and unfortunately, this, I wanna, this, this alert is right at the 21-day line. It, I'm not interested in buying it until it can move above that, and it, it made an attempt, and it pulled back, so it's still not ready to go, unfortunately. Um, I'm going to take a look at the five-minute chart here. As you can see, you know, it's just it's just got some resistance right there at, uh, you know, right there at about 680. So that's the resistance. It, it came up, it, it pierced through the resistance, uh, Tesla did, but then it was rebuffed. So and it's in a been in a downward trend. And there's and there's a fair amount of buying, but again, the trend, at least in the day, this is the day trend, is downward. So here's the thing about here's the thing about I just can't uh, see buying. Uh, Tesla at this point. Now, it, it's going to be ready soon, uh, but I want to see it confirm an uptrend. I want to see it probably, I, I'm really not interested in buying it until we're up to about the, um, uh, until we're up to about the 50-day line. And, and that currently, right now, is, um, you know, is it, is it about, is it about 430? Now, I do think you could start nibbling on this one at about, um, uh, at about four, at about 7:20. But right now, I want to see it move. I want to see it move above 6:80. That's very important. Uh, I'm watchlisting it right, right now. But you know, I just still believe, you know, the the techs have not totally come back yet. So I have been kind of sitting and waiting uh, for them to, to to come back because I do think that they will. But you know, we just have to be patient because. Uh, they ran up so quickly last year that, that there's going to be some adjustments. This is again the situation with Apple as well. Uh, we've had some nice action on Apple today. It's up about 69 cents, but you know, for Apple, that's not all that much. And again, we have this. You know, I want to show you this trend line. You know, um, you know, we have we have a, essentially a trend line starting from here, and I, and I always like to get three points here. So it is just peaking above that trend line. What I'm going to do is I'm going to set an alert on that, on that, on that, on that trend line. So hopefully it'll let me, hopefully it'll let me uh, sit do that. So let me set that trend line. Yeah, so I get it. Oh goodness. Well, hmm. anyways, I have an alert here at the at the 50-day line. But as you can see with this this trending line here, um, we have just started potentially a reversal. But I just don't want to. I just don't want to be in it right now until it moves a little bit higher. The key level on this one is 127.22. So um, kind of want to put it out there for everyone. <coughs> so I do believe um, that the key level uh, on Apple
is about 27, <coughs> excuse me, 27.22. I think that's that's where you could start looking possibly to 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 buy it. Uh, you know, I, I don't, but I don't think you could buy. I, I don't think you can can really buy it below that because it's just again it's still in a downward trend, and until we turn the corner, and I think it really has to move above that 127.22. That's where I think that's where I think you want to be. So that's where you want to start accumulating. It's probably about 127.22. Now I do think it is going to move because we're not, we're seeing some nice buying volume here. So here's what I would say: if 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 we get a reversal on this. I don't normally like to buy off of the 200-day line, but it looks as if we're going to get a reversal off the 200-day line. If this falls below the 200-day line, you see it was trending towards this 200-day line. If Apple had fallen below the 200-day line, we could, really couldn't have bought it. Again, the, the relative strength on Apple is very weak at 50. So here's, here's, my, here, here's my take on it. Uh, I want to see Apple move above 127.22. Uh, and then I'm possibly interested at a half position or maybe a quarter position. When it hits this line here, which is the, uh, you know, which is the, which is the 50 day average, uh, which is, you know, which is basically just a little bit higher at, at, uh, at about 128.40, then I could come in with the next position. But it, this has to show strength and really has to move above the 50-day line for me to be more interested in it. Right now, I think you just got to watch this. And this is, you know, again, painful because, you know, uh, this is this has been such a great stock. Um, you know, but that's that's sort of my take. Tesla, I think you've got, again, they're, they're both watch lists. They're not ready to buy. Tesla is needs to move really into about the 720 to 740 range with, with, with conviction uh, before I'm going to, before I want to buy it again. Um, you know, right now it's at about 660 on, on Tesla. 680 is the first key level, and then I want to see a little bit more strength, maybe at about 720. But uh, Tesla has been been basing for for a while. It 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 is struggling to to get a reversal. So I wouldn't be buying uh, Tesla right now. Be waiting for that reversal. Same is true with Apple, uh, but Apple seems about a little bit stronger right now. Not that much. Uh, but still, I want to see it. I want to see Apple move above that key 127 level before I would buy it. Um, but anyway, there you go. Thank you. Um, okay, is BYN Beyond Meat uh, reversing, or what is the buy zone? Okay, let's look at Beyond. Um, you know, uh, this was a popular stock. Um, this was a popular stock, of course. You, you know, and, and everything. It's like fads. Things. You know, stocks run in cycles. And uh, right now, the beyond this is a terrible chart. I, I just want to show you why this is a, such a bad chart, and you really don't want to be to be in it right now. Beyond Meat um, has pulled below the this critical 200-day line, so you know, and I uh, I just don't think you want to buy it now. Even though it has even though it has moved up in the last three days, it is still below the two to the 21-day moving average. And the problem is, whenever it is below this black line, this is the 200-day moving average, that's when you really don't want to buy it. Now, it turned from good to worse basically back here, and you can tell this by looking at these lines, but basically in mid-January, kind of when the rest of the market sort of took its dump, um, we had what they call the death cross, which is the 50-day the, the pulling below the 200-day. That happened, and when that happened, then uh, it did reverse. There was some big buying, but then you know we saw some weakness. Now, the you know it, it's get, this is getting a little bit better because the the 50 day is, is above is 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 above the um, it's above the 200 day, but the 21 day and the 10 day are below. So therefore, this is still very weak. You just don't want to buy this one uh, right now. The trend, at least uh, you know the here this is the trend. So we don't want to buy in a downtrend. And also, let's look at the weekly trend. You know, again, the weekly trend is bad as well. So, you just want to avoid this one right now. It's uh, it's painful, but uh, there isn't really a buy zone for this one. Uh, and it, and and it, and really, it's you know, you really just got to kind of stay away, at least for right now. Um, so so here's 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 my thing. Here's my thing on that. Uh, avoid. 
avoid uh, beyond BYND. Uh, don't buy. So that's kind of really what I've got to say about there's really no buy point on it. It's below the um, it, it it it's it's below that 200 day line, and uh, so you just you just don't want to be in it right now. It's not a good time for Beyond Me, uh, unfortunately. So if you if you're down more than seven percent on it, consider selling and finding something that's going to be in a much more of an uptrend because um, right now. Uh, the trend for Beyond Meat is lower, and the relative strength is 38, and it has a downward sloping relative strength line. So, my my uh, you know my play on this is, you know, what I would be doing here is that I I wouldn't be in it. Uh, I probably wouldn't even be watch listing at this point. So, there you go. Uh, ENTG. Let's look at ENTG real quick. ENTG, Energis, uh, oh wow, manufactures uh, control um, used in icy fabricant. Boy, I like this area. This is a strong area, by the way, Matt. Very, very good. The, the areas that, that have been doing well in tech right now are areas that are related to semiconductor equipment. Uh, companies like KLAC, KLA 10 Core, uh, uh, AMAT, that's doing very well. Anything that's related to that is doing very good. We, we're moving into a new cycle. Um, here's, how, here's, how the, here's how the semiconductor industry works. Every 18 months, they go to a different form factor. And typically, it's uh, got twice the density, and it's 60% of the size of the prior one. But in order to do that, they have to tool up. So if you want to see the semiconductor cycle in sort of, you know, the, uh, verily, if, the key bellwether stock to look at is Micron. When Micron starts moving, that means that money is going to be moving into the semis, and especially the semi equipment companies, because we have come into a new, um, a new fabrication uh, window. It's, they're about 18 months. Right now, the, um, right now, this is a very good area of the market. Uh, anything having to do with ICE fabrication, I'm very much liking. It's up $10 today, and it's pulled. It's right. It's still in the buy zone, but just barely. So this is a good catch here, by the way. I mean, you know, there's so many good stuff uh, cuff coming out. This is a blue dot, so it's it's a relative strength of 83, and it's just looking very, very strong. I think that you could even buy it at this level. I, I kind of would like to see it back off. After hours, it's pulled back. It hasn't even pulled back after hours. This thing will probably on Monday will probably zoom up again. So this is a really really good catch. Let's look at the um, you know look at look at this checklist. hundred percent. That's what you're looking for, boy. I, I think even though it's out, it's technically right at the top of the buy zone. I think this is viable right now. And the reason I do is because first of all, the sector is very strong, and uh, uh, the uh, you know there's a lot of funds in it. Four hundred thirty, seven hundred thirty. Uh, you've got, again, the, the sector 30 out of 197, so very strong in that. Uh, we also have, this is, this is one of the better, you know, this is just, this is just one of the better sectors right now. Um, and it really, it's one of the few tech sectors that I really, really like right now. One is the semis, of course, that's, that's um, and primarily the commodity semis, and then this sector as well. It's just a, a terrific uh, stock. So I think it's definitely viable. Uh, it looks it looks very good. Uh, I definitely think in this next leg up, you're going to probably see investment in these kind of companies. So it's looking very very good. I also want to take a look at another company uh, in this in in this space called Form. It's it's a much more it's a much cheaper uh, stock, but it's called Form Factor, and I want to show you this. It's it's a below the buy point. I think you want to put this one on your radar screen. It's a company called Form Factor, and basically what they do is they make wafer probes. Uh, it's sort of in the same semiconductor industry, but I do think this one is getting ready to pop, and uh, it might be one that you might want to put on your on your radar screen. It's symbol F O R M. It's called Form Factor, and I've done very well with the stock in the past. I I I, I sold it, but uh, it 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 is in a consolidation. It's a, it's a fairly 
You know, it's a four-stage consolidation, which is not necessarily the best, but just look at this action today. It's up $4, and it's, a, it's basically under, you know, it's a $50 stock. So this is another one you might want to take a look at. I just kind of want to show you this. It doesn't have quite as good, obviously, um, a, a chart as uh, ENTG, but it, it's not a bad chart. It's 60%, 66%. Uh, and uh, so this is another one you might want to look at. Very, very good area. Again, it's in the same sector in uh, in uh, same industry rank 30, and so it's it's quite good. This is another one you might want to kind of put on your radar screen. Form factor. Wow, that's great, Matt. Um, oh, you're you're really heavily into the KLAC. I think it's KLAC. I think that's probably what you're uh, talking about. Is a KLAC is of course uh, KLA the old KLA 10 core. This is a this is a class stock. Uh, this is this is one you know if you can have this in your portfolio, going forward, this is right in the buy zone off of a cut base. Now, it is a little bit more dangerous to buy this one at this level, because here's the thing about cut bases: they don't always, they they have a tendency to fail. Um, I like to see a cup with handle, but it's right in the buy zone. It's got some very very nice volume, as you can see, very nice volume in that 83 relative strength. Trend line is going up. It's in a, this is a very good company, by the way. Another one in this area is AMAT, A-M-A-T, which is Applied Materials. This is, has a little bit stronger checklist than Form Factor at uh, 8 out of 9, or 88%. So this is really excellent. The only thing that this failed on was, was sales, and that really has to do not with KLA, but it has to do more with the way the, 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 the industry is. Um, with this cyclical nature of it. We're cutting into a semiconductor super cycle. And when we have these semiconductor super cycles, they could be very powerful. And so the, it starts in the equipment manufacturer, it starts in the semiconductor equipment manufacturers, the AMATs, uh, the KLAs, uh, and, uh, and those people. And then it moves from there in the LAM research. And then, and then it moves into the commodity chip companies like Micron, MU, and Intel. So we've, we're, this is very, very good looking at this one. We're up in profit, we're up in sales. That's great. I want to show you, um, let's look at Intel, INTC. Um, and it's it's down a little bit today at 64.55. But I still, even though this is the old daddy, this is, you know, been around forever and a day. If you'll notice, this is the daily chart for, for, for Intel. It's a double bottom pattern, okay? And it's looking to move, uh, to, to, to break out. I, I think that you, know, you could potentially put a buy stop limit order on it at 65. Now, it's been having trouble. It's, it's getting some resistance in here, but I think that, uh, that you could possibly see in the next four to six months Intel doing extremely well. So this is another one you want to look at. It's not a chip It's not a chip company, uh, obviously, but they have announced that they're going to build two new fabrication facilities in Chandler, Arizona, and they're going to spend approximately $20 billion, which is incredible capital expenditure. And what they're going to do is they're going to allow, just like TSM does, other companies to make their chips in the Intel factory. So I do believe that this is setting up very nicely. It's not ready to go yet. It's a much bigger company. You know, there's a lot of other issues here. But if you're looking in the semis, this is, this is again, the place to look. Let's take a look at MU. I did buy MU today, um, probably a little early, you know, and I probably didn't, I didn't buy it right at the, you know, I didn't, I didn't buy it as correctly as I would have liked to. I mean, I bought it at, 94. So I kind of, uh, you know, I kind of got it a little bit too high, but I still think that this is great. It's up $4.20 today, about 4.76%. The reason that MU is such a critical company is because everything basically has, that, that has processors in it, like cars and appliances or anything else like that, requires specialized memory. These guys are the leaders. And they're very cyclical, but when they start to make money, they make it hand over fist. Uh, here's the situation. Their sales are up 30%, but look at their profits. They're up 118%. These guys had a very good report yesterday, and I do think we're going to see more strength in this area. Uh, there's also some other ones like Western Digital, but I don't really think these companies like Seagate and Western Digital, I don't really think they're competitors to 
to Micron. Micron actually makes the chips. They don't buy them from anybody else. And I think they are the one that you want to possibly look at. Um, this one, this one, several years ago, had the best price-to-earnings ratio of any company. Look at their cash flow: eight, eight, eight dollars, and it's a, it's a basically it's almost a return on equity of nine percent on this. Their their uh, five-year PDA. I was, you know, their the P the P to E ratio right now is uh, is twenty-four, which is which is correct into the, back into the buy zone. A few years ago, in the beginning of the trough for the semiconductors, this was like a four and five price to earnings ratio. Typically, you don't want a low price to earnings ratio in a tech company because that means that while they may be making profit, they may not be, uh, the, the money is not flowing into them. You can see that definitely with that price to earnings ratio, with that change in the price to earnings ratio from you know, basically four, five, and six. PE up to 24. You can see that the capital is moving into this stock. And uh, again, I do think this is going to benefit next uh, in the next six months probably very well. Now, maybe I'm hyping it a little bit, but I do like this stock. And uh, the earnings per share were up 111, 118% uh, quarter over quarter. So pretty good. <laughs> I, wish I, could do, I wish I could do that. I wish I could do that. All right. So thank you for that. Thank you very, very much for that. Um, thoughts on HD? Uh, that's Home Depot, of course. And uh, Home Depot is a bellwether because I like Lowe's a little better than Home Depot, but it's uh, definitely in a buy zone right now. And uh, so hopefully I will get my um, cursor back here in a second. We have a little bit of lag in the video. There we go. Um, so here's, here's the chart for Home Depot. Um, the weekly chart looks very good. Uh, it's pulled above a consolidation range, and it's currently in a buy zone. Let's go to the daily chart to see. Now, of these two, and it's, it's right in the buy zone right now, so this could be bought, but it's pulled back a little bit after hours. I am not as excited about this because this is a second stage consolidation, uh, but I still like Lowe's better. Let me show you Lowe's, and I'm in Lowe's, and I'm not in Home Depot. LOW is the uh, symbol for Lowe's. I like, I like, unfortunately, Lowe's is out of the buy range because I, I basically bought it at the pivot here, at the, at, you know, the, the 175 pivot. It's, it's, you know, it's, it's still in the buy zone. It's moving right up. Probably, you know, if, you, if you're looking to get into the sector, you know, probably HD is going be, to be better because it's right in the buy zone right now. Lowe's is extended, but I still think it's the better of the two. Um, let's go back to the chart on HD here. Um, you know, HD is right in the buy zone. It's a it's a quality stock. It's a little it's a little high, but let's look at monthly. I want to look at the monthly chart. Yeah, this is just a this is just a slow and steady wins the race kind of stock. It's just been going up 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 up, and uh, it's still there's some concerns I have here. It's got a relative strength of 52. That means it's right basically even with the S and P. I like to see them outperform. I like to see 90s in here, but you know this is not bad if you want to be in this sector. Um, it's got a great checklist, 88. The fund ownership is excellent at 4,004 of funds that are in it. Fidelity Contra Fund being one of the best funds in the world, and they're in it, so that's a good thing. Uh, here, there are some concerns about this sector. It's 138 out of 197, so it's not getting as much love as it was before, but it's this is a good stock. And uh, now, <clears throat> would I go in it with with two hands? No, uh, I might consider starting out with a quarter position. I wouldn't be as concentrated in this one, uh, but I think it's a very good stock because this can pull below the buy point here. But it's right in the buy zone right now, so um, it's a good it's a good stock, Kyle. And you know, it's it's definitely buyable. I don't like the chart though as much as I like Lowe's. Uh, also. I also think that this area was, you know, it seems as if this area is 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 has been invested in quite well, and it may do better. But there may be some other alternatives. I want to look at an alternative called Kirkland's K-I-R-K, and this is a smaller company, but kind of in the same space uh, that I actually uh, kind of like a little bit better. It's a little cheaper stock, obviously, twenty-eight dollars as opposed to three hundred dollars. And it has a many of the same characteristics that HD has. Now, here's the great thing about, about Kirkland's. K-I-R-K is the symbol on that. 
is that it's got a relative strength of 99. Now, the relative strength that we of HD that we we're just looking at was only uh, was was only a 52. So this is this is this has got this is doing much better against the S&P than Home Depot is. And partially the reason is this is a much smaller stock. Let's just let's just be blunt about it. This is the chart. This is the this is the monthly chart, which I think is stellar, and it's moving right up that 200, right, right up that 50-day moving average. So this is what in so far this week it's up two dollars and two cents to 28.02. So this is one I think you want to put on your watch list. Um, it's called Kirkland's. It's forming. I wouldn't say this is a flag pattern, but this is a tight pattern, and this probably will break higher, just based on the based on what I'm looking on the weekly chart. So if you're looking at HD. Take a look at Kirk, K-I-R-K. I'm going to put that on my uh, my list as well because I think that this is a good space, but I think that Home Depot may not be the best of the best. Also, this is in this is in a different area called retail home furnishings. If you'll notice, Home Depot is in a much lower uh, industry rank than, than this one. This is a 45 out of 197. So there's a lot of people who are spending money on their homes. Kirkland's is 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 benefiting. This uh, it's basically home decor. Where, I mean, HD is in that range, is a, is in that, but there are you know, so many else things. This is more oriented towards home decor. I think this is a better bet rather than HD. Uh, also, it has a very good checklist at 66 percent, which is it's basically my minimum. So you might want to look at this one. Uh, there's not a great place to buy this, but it looks like it's consolidating. I'd be interested in buying this thing above, you know, above about 30. This is where I'd be looking to to do um, to do something with Kirkland's K I R K is the symbol. So thank you for that. All right, so let's see if we can get a good question from TikTok. Thank you very very much for waiting. I'm gonna I'm gonna pull my camera over here so I can so I can see everybody. Neo and CCI are um, are great long term. No, they're not. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, I, I I would like to I would like to be different. I would like to say. That, that that's the case, but but Neo and CCIV, which is a, basically a SPAC, have not been performing well. Let's take a look at Neo, and and I want to kind of bring this up because, you know, what was good last year may not be good this year, so you got to be careful. As as this area becomes more competitive, companies like Ford are going to do better than Neo is going to do probably in the long term. So let's take a look at the, and this is a question of course from TikTok. Um, it, it's basically pulled back to the 200-day line and bounce. So it's still above the 200-day line, but I just cannot get excited about Neo right now. It's in a downward trend on the on the weekly chart. It's not a good long-term investment, uh, even though they did they did have very good numbers of cars. They were able to sell quite a few cars, but unfortunately, uh, you know, as goes Tesla. Uh, Neo goes too. Neo, Neo is being used by a lot of people as sort of a junior Tesla. Why not invest in the real thing? Well, the reason is because it's, you know, it's seven hundred dollars a share, and, and and Neo isn't isn't that high. Uh, you know, isn't that expensive. But I think you got to be super careful on Neo. The daily chart is not looking that that good. I mean, I'll be honest with you. It's it's a downward trend. It's below the fifty-day line now. It's still above the two hundred-day, and it may be rallying. It may be reversing here. It's still got a relative strength of 99, which is excellent. But I just think that you know right now is not a time for Neo. I think that was about a few months ago. So you don't want to you know things come into fashion and things go out of fashion, and I think Neo may be in that out of fashion category. CCIV, of course, is a SPAC, and this one is far more speculative. You really, do, I mean, I understand that. Uh, you know there are uh, you know they're good under ten dollar stocks absolutely and I and I'm going to be putting out some more of those lists but right now Churchill Capital isn't one of them and the reason is is because it's got a climax top so they got everybody in here and everybody came in and and the way to play these by the way is that you know as people are coming in you just push your stop loss up and then eventually somebody says uncle and then boop it goes down so you don't want to be in the stock this is a fool's paradise. Uh, uh, a lot of people are going to get hurt on this one, you know. So CCIV, I think you want to steer clear. There's, there's just, there's just a lot of better, there's a lot of better places to be in the market right now. So I'm not, I'm not berating you, I, but just please, if you're down more than seven percent on this one, 
consider selling it. It's not a good long-term investment. It's not an investment, really, because they don't really have a product. They're just a blank check company that may or may not merge with another EV company. Now, you see, the problem is now that the big boys like Volkswagen and all those people are coming in again, it's going to be much, much more difficult in this area. You're going to have to have much more capitalization. The door is shutting on EVs right now. Now, Tesla is going to be, it's going to be right in there because they're number one. Um, you know, but uh, you know the other companies. Neo may do okay, but you're going to start to see Volkswagen come in, which they're coming in. Toyota, General Motors, Ford, um, uh, uh, Hyundai. These guys are all going to come in. These guys aren't stupid, and uh, you know they're going to be in this EV business. It's too big. A, it's too big a market. So um, yeah, just be careful. CCIV, I would consider not doing anything with. And uh, Neo, I think you want to sell on uh, Neo. I just, I just don't think it's, uh, I just don't think it's there. All right. So let's look at Amazon. And of course, Amazon is an, is is uh, one of the you know great bellwethers of all time. Uh, and you know, it, it it sort of is the future because they do have the, they 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 have the, the the supply chain, and it's just that supply chain is going to pay huge dividends. Now, is it out? Is it? Um, Overpriced? Eh, it's hard to say. I don't think it is actually. <laughs> I mean, it's painful for me to say this, but I don't think I don't think that uh, Amazon is overpriced. I actually think it's it may even be underpriced. Look at this chart. This is just an amazing chart. Now I'm showing you from basically back when it started in 1997 till now. So would you would you bet on this uh, on this stock? Boy, I would. Did I did I bet on it at the right time? No. <laughs> But I still think it's continuing its trend upwards. It does have a situation, uh, as, as it's gotten bigger, it's had more issues <coughs> outperforming the, the relative strength line of the S&P. Currently, it's only a 30. So it's, 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 it's performing well below the S&P 500. You, you notice this black line here. So it's, it's, it's moving, it's starting to move above it. Would I buy this now? No. I would wait until we, we saw we saw this move above. I want to see. I'm interested in buying. Uh, I'm interested in buying Amazon only when it's moving above the the pace of the S and P 500. Right now, it's underperforming the S and P. So right now, with Amazon, a better a strategy would be to take your money and buy the Spider S P Y because that's the S and P 500. Right now, it's underperforming this. Now, if it moves above this red, this black line here, which is the, then I would, then I'd be interested in it. So let's go back to the daily, and see. <coughs> uh, right now, uh, at least in the short term, let's go to the, let's go to the weekly chart because the, 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 this is, yeah. Right now, um, you know, we are, you know, it, 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 it's, it is, this relative strength is good, but it's well below the S and P 500. That's key. Well below that, so it's under, it's underperforming the S and P 500. Not something you want to see on a weekly basis. Let's see on a daily basis. Yeah, and it's on a daily basis too. It's underperforming the S and P. So would I buy? Would I buy? Um, would I buy uh, Amazon right now? No. I probably what I would buy would be the Spider, the SPY, because this is performing. You know, this is buying the whole thing. So I would buy the Spider and not Amazon. At this point, because I don't think Amazon is so large, it almost trades like an index. So this is the, this is what I would be buying, uh, not the, um, you know, not 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 the, uh, not the S not the uh, um, not Amazon. So that's kind of my take on Amazon right now. I like I love Amazon, but I think that you know, and and it's and it's it's going to continue to grow. But um, I, you know, I just think that you're better off with the Spire at least for right now. A little safer. Uh, Nasdaq is above a key point of 13. We're still looking weak. Uh, thank you very much for this. Great, uh, great question. Um, you know, great, great question. Let's look at the QQQ because that that's really going to tell the tale. This is only the top 100 stocks in the. Um, this is only the top 100 stocks in the Nasdaq. But I like to use this as a proxy because this is the strongest of the techs are in. Are in the QQQ index, uh, which is an ET I'm sorry, it's an ETF, an uh, exchange traded fund. Um, we were underperforming uh, the S&P 
as of late, but we've started to move up. You can see the relative strength is 49 here, so that's looking that's looking good. And we we've pulled above that key level, uh, which is which is this um, which which is this red line here. That's that's the 50-day moving average. So let's go over to the actual the whole index, the, the, the whole NASDAQ composite, and show you the key levels on that. The key level is right here at this 50-day line, and the key level on the NASDAQ is 13, it's actually 13,400, 13,393, but 13,400. It's currently trading above that, so it just barely peaked above that. This is a good sign. It's now time, possibly, if we could hold this line, it's time to get back in because it's now moving above the the 50-day the 50 line, so it's starting to accelerate in the right direction. It had been pulling back, as you can see. It pulled back and then tested. It pulled back again, and then it's, it's it looks like it's punched through, but it's not for certain because this is a fairly weak. Um, I mean, this was a gap up, but this we've got to see if it can hold this line. This 13,400 is the very key level on the Nasdaq. So. Uh, it is above that, but it's not above it by, you know, a whole heck of a lot, uh, you know, because it's 13,480 right now. So that's not a lot above the, that's not a lot above, unfortunately, just not. So it's still, it's still tepid. That's why in the text, I'm not really looking at the, uh, you know, some of the, you know, some more of the internet-based stocks. I'm looking more at the infrastructure ones. The ones that are like um, that are in the chip production area, that area I like a lot because it it, start, it as a rally starts, this is where it starts typically is in the chips, and uh, so that's looking good. Um, and also, you know, of course, I like the oil still, even though it's not tech, because it, oils were so far down, and with the economy starting to reopen, that they they will do very well from this level. Now, that may not be the case in two or three months; they may run up. A lot in two or three months, and then we're going to. I'm going to reassess it. But right now, I like the oil, especially the U.S. ones, and I like the semiconductors. That's really, really ones I really like. I know you haven't been reviewing tech as much. Um, uh, uh, yeah, absolutely. I'll take a look at Apps and Crowd. But here's the problem with Apps and Crowd right now in this cycle. It's not that they're bad. They're great stocks. I've, I've been I've been in Apps, which is Digital Turbine, but the, there's been a whole disinvestment. From the sector, and this is a software name, so it hasn't been doing as well as some of the other, uh, some of the other areas. It still has a relative strength of 99, which is tremendous, uh, and it is a little bit down after hours. Um, it doesn't really have a trend here. It's sort of in a, it's sort of in a, it, it, it's it, it's sort of in a funk a little bit. It's got a good checklist though, 77, and it does have good phone ownership. 398 funds are in it, but the problem is with the industry sector right now. Um, right now, this computer software enterprise group is uh, underperforming the overall market the, their, uh, in terms of sectors. There are 197 sectors. This is now number 194. So it's kind of like this. I mean, this, is a, this is the best house. This is a better house in a worse neighborhood. What we want is a good house in a great neighborhood, and, and this, is why I want, this is why I always look very carefully at what is, is moving. So let's look at Denbury Resources. This is an oil company. I know I probably shouldn't bring this up, but here's why I like this better than apps. Okay, this is an oil company, but yet it is in an excellent sector. It's number seven out of 197. So this is much stronger. So this has this this stock potentially has a lot more to run. Now will 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 this change? Absolutely. Absolutely it will. But right now. Uh, you know, right now, you know, just you, you don't want to stick to things that. Here's the thing about the market: the market is always changing, and you always want to be able to pivot to where the money is going. And right now, the money is not going to this area. Let's look at crowdsource. This is this was big, uh, obviously, uh, during the pandemic because of security issues. Um, but uh, but right now, it it it's not doing as well as it's been doing. And I want to show you this <clears throat> again. What happened really here in the, about the January time frame is that we started to see a little bit of, uh, you know, a, a little bit of this topping out. And it, and right now, right now, Crowd CrowdStrike is in a decline. 
you know, you know, right right now, right now, CrowdStrike is is moving downwards. Okay, so even though it did come up to the twenty the twenty one day line, it's pulled back. So, here's my advice on this one. <coughs> Just, I know that it's tough because this has been such a great area of 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 uh, of profit. I wouldn't. I, I would consider if I was down more than seven percent of this. You know, maybe you want to close the position and wait a little bit, because this area is not. This area of the market, uh, this area, computer software security area, is is ranked 194 out of 197. So, this is not being favored right now. This area of the market is not being favored. Now, that's not to say that it won't be by the summer, but right now. The market capital is not moving into the sector. It's moving out of this sector. So it's going to be much harder for a stock like this to make new highs. When you, one, of the, one of the key things that you've got to look at is when um, capital is moving into a particular sector, if you go with the leaders, the first and the second, you typically do well. This is the reason why I own Denbury Resources and also CPE, because they're one, two in one of the sectors that's doing the well, best right now. If this starts to falter, believe me, I'll be a seller. But right now, that's kind of how you have to think. So I wouldn't be in CrowdStrike. I'm sorry. I uh, just don't think it's going to work as well. What is the difference between the QQQ and the and tech? The QQQ is, what it is, is it's an ETF that covers the top 100 stocks in the NASDAQ index. Okay, and it's an ETF. And basically, so... If you can't decide what stock you want to buy, you can just buy the whole index, at least at least the QQQ district, and that's what it is. It's the top 100 in the Nasdaq. It's dominated by about seven stocks, of them, you know, Apple, Google, Amazon. They're all in there. So this is where the Fang stocks live. Now the QTech is different. That I don't believe is an ETF. So let me let me type that. Uh, let me type the symbol in, QTEC. All right. And and so this is this is um, also well this is it's essentially the same index it just looks like a different company interesting very good yeah okay I I don't trade the QTech to be honest with you but uh, this is the Nasdaq 100 exactly the same as the QQQ the QQQ is a uh, is is um, basically sponsored by Invesco it's a it's a big it's a big company and this one obviously is the competitor to it so essentially this is the same. And I guess they probably trade the same. So let's look at it. I just want to look at the general chart, and I'm going to I'm going to compare it with the uh, QQQ. And I believe it will come with pretty much the same. Yeah, almost the exact same chart. Yeah, it's almost the exact same chart. It's just a different pricing. So this one, obviously, the QTech started later. So if you want to get more shares, that might be a good option as well. So it looks if it's if it's yeah. So this looks, yeah, this looks very well. Yeah, it's, it's about it's about half the price, but essentially it's the same, it's the same thing. It's just a different sponsor instead of Invesco. It's uh, I don't know what company that sponsors this one. Oh, it's uh oh, it's it, uh, okay. Fort Portfolios. Okay, good. Well, it's a, this is a smaller one, but it's essentially it's the same thing. So thank you. That's a great. That's a really good question. I learned something because I almost always just follow the QQQ, and essentially it's the same. Blink went above a buy point and then it went down after. What's your take on it? Well, it's having trouble. This is what happens with a buy point, and this is why it's so tough sometimes because what will happen is that it's, it, it, it saw some resistance. Uh, I do think long term this is a good business, um, but this is a very choppy stock. And uh, let's, I'm just going to go to the, to, the, to the buy point here. Yeah, okay, it came above the, 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 it, this isn't, this is a uh, they're, they're sort of a sort of a tier, this is sort of a tier two buy point. A true buy point is where it has a consolidation like a cup, a cup with handle, uh, that kind of thing. This is essentially buying it off of the 50-day moving average, which you can do. Um, so this is not as good an indicator of the exact buy point, even though it's what I taught you yesterday. But it's it's having trouble getting above it, but it seems like it's getting ready. So don't give up on this one. It's it's up, you know, it's it's up six dollars and and you know it's up five dollars and forty two cents. Um, and it's 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 basically even after hours. So this, you know, I do like this company. I'll be honest with you, I do like this company. Uh, it's still it, it it moved above my the trend line that I put there. Let's I'm going to edit this. It, it moved above the trend line, so I'm liking that. 
and then so it's it's still sort of in a buyable area. Let's see if it can pull above this buy point here. I'm going to put another alert in here, and I'm going to put this right at the. Um, let's see, I'm going to put that right at uh, 40 shoe. Um, I'm going to put that right there. Yeah, so if it can get above this 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 red line here, where this is the 50 day, then I think uh, you know we're very very close to it. So. Let's see if it can it can get above this and hold it. Uh, you know, and I think we might have something there. Anyways, well, thank you, everybody. I'm not going to be uh, I'm not going to be around uh, tomorrow. I'm going to take a day off because the markets will be closed. I didn't get to everybody today. We do though have a uh, we we still are offering. Well, still, I mean, gosh, we had we had great response before. We're we're actually running out of coupons for the Discord room. Um, you know, basically, we, we have we have fifty of these coupons, and uh, I think we're ah, I, I think we have oh, I think we're over thirty people now. So, anyways, if uh, the the Discord room is great because I'm going to share some sort of my insider stuff with everybody and. Uh, you know, it's going to be a little bit more one-on-one -on -one than, than this show is, but uh, you know, great way to get uh, great way to get involved. It's easy uh, to sign up for it, and we do have the special. This one, this is I, you know, this one is not like the free trade alerts, but uh, this is a little bit, a uh, little bit, a uh, little bit better in terms because I'm going to show, you know, give you exact trades that I'm actually making it when I'm making it, and and, and, and alerts as well, as best as I can. I, I'm still learning the technology, so don't totally totally hold me to everything. But uh, this is a Dallas Trading Floor Discord room, and it's www.vinnyvhinny.com slash Dallas Trading Floor. So until Monday at 2.30 Central, uh, happy trading. I hope everyone is safe and has a nice Easter. Uh, I'll be back, and uh, I'll see you then. So thanks, and um, I'll, I'll see you on the flip side. <laughs>